Welcome to Two Girls, One Small Town. I'm Jeannie Caldwell. And I'm Katie Dillon. What were we going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Living our best life in Ranger, Colorado. Do you want me to write it down? <laughs> Let's try again. Okay. Welcome to Two Girls, One Small Town. I'm Jeannie Caldwell. And I'm Katie Dillon. Living our best life in Range to Colorado. That's cute. <laughs> I love that. Well, hello, Rangely. This is Jeannie Caldwell with Two Girls, One Small Town. We're having a special podcast today, and I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm going to introduce him. His name is Michael Craig. He is a resident of Rangely. He is the owner of No Leaf Clover Company. And I'm pretty excited to interview him. So, Michael, welcome to Two Girls, One Small Town. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, how long have you been in Rangeley? I moved here a little over, it's been about a year and a half. Um, not this September, but the prior one. <laughs> okay. And what brought you to Rangeley? Uh, a new start. And a new <laughs> start, my enticing factors were hunting and fishing and really live in the in the mountains love to hunt and fish and that's what my company's based around so i was pretty much just looking for a place with a turnkey workshop where i could move my business into it and um i found it in rangely and i looked around there's so much public land there's water right here there's great hunting and wildlife even if it's not hunting photography sake of animals and just getting out and it's nice it's quiet here yes it's a great place so well we're glad you chose rangely we're really glad uh, so you moved here with your dog, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was myself and my dog. I had a friend drive my moving truck out. Um, I actually bought the house sight unseen. And I was supposed to fly out to be there for the home inspection. And uh, that didn't happen because of timing. And then there was a lot of delays because half of Colorado was on fire. So oh, my goodness. <laughs> Douglas Pass. I didn't know what Douglas Pass was at the time was on fire. So I couldn't get home inspectors to drive up from Grand Junction to do it unless they took the long way around, which now I know what the long way is around. So, <laughs> so you yeah. know how long that takes. Yeah, I drove out and uh, stayed in the, uh, is it the Blue Inn, the Blue Motel? Blue Mountain Inn. Blue Mountain Inn. Yeah, I stayed there. They were super nice. And then once I got access to the shop, I just dumped all my stuff off. And honestly, I just took off into the hills to explore the area. Everybody's been super nice since day one. So, Where did you move from? I came from, I hate to say this, the D.C. metro area. Um, so I lived in Virginia about an hour outside, just east, southeast of uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah. And I believe you told me you were raised in upstate New York. Upstate New York, not to be confused with New York City. No, nope. anybody. To do with New York City, <laughs> yeah. Farmland, like quite literally surrounded by woods, cornfields, hayfields. We had horses. Um, my dad's side of the family is all dairy farmers. Mom's side of the family is all small business owners, just very small, much bigger than this. We had red lights. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is a petition I hear going around that my former co-host uh, yeah. wanted a uh, red light in town, a yeah. stoplight. We used to have one. It's no longer there, but, you know, so we're a no stoplight town. I like it, though. Yes, I like it, when too. Got, but It was funny because my buddy Matt and I, we came in, I don't know, eight or nine o'clock and the town was quiet and I'm thinking like, man, is it like half the population doesn't live here? Like they go somewhere else. It's just quiet. And you can see from one end of the town to the other. <laughs> like, well, this is kind of it, but 
there's no there's nobody running around causing trouble after dark that's great yeah it's just a beautiful place it is a beautiful place and there's uh low crime rate low cost of living and you know what's the crazy thing about rangeley is all the big things like our golf course our recreation center the college none of that's on main street yeah so when you drive through you're like is this all yeah but no it isn't you just have to explore it's funny because i had no idea about well golf courses, uh, the rodeos, really any of it. I kind of knew about the hospital. I did, I did my research as far as demographics and all that. And I kind of laughed at the low crime rate. I'm like, that's not, that's not possible. Oh, it is, but it is. (laughs) Coming from outside of DC, like I've seen some stuff on a regular basis. Like I lock my truck doors like 15 times to hear that beep in case I second guess myself when I go in here. I still lock my truck door. Don't get me wrong, but I don't ever worry about people messing with anything not like randomly walking through my backyard if it is it's a kid trying to get his football or chase his dog right and that's what i love about it well cool story uh sunday morning i got up and i thought oh i'm gonna go sit on the porch for a few minutes i went to my door and realized it had not been locked all night and that didn't <laughs> even concern me <laughs> that did not concern me because that's yeah. where we live yeah. So, um, I did some research on your business. So, uh, you want to talk a little bit about it? You, sure. About yeah. the, what you manufacture? Yeah. So I make handmade, I say fly fishing nets and that's can serve any type of fishing purpose, but fly fishing or fly fishermen, women, those are the people that really appreciate, I guess my work more than, you know, competition fishers or saltwater or whatever. So I make fly fishing nets typically on the higher end because I care about quality over quantity. So on an average month, if, um, take any like financial motivation numbers aside, anything, if I just made them, it, I would make maybe three a month, like not much at all, but I focus on the quality of them. Right. Aside from that, I love, like I mentioned hunting. I love cooking. That's my main motivation is I hunt to eat. If I am not going to eat it, I don't hunt it. So I got into a bunch of friends that forged knives and one of them made chef knives and i was just googling over his knives they were expensive well in retrospect they're not expensive now because i charge (laughs) the same you know what i mean but you know five six seven eight hundred dollars on a knife i could not swing especially being self-employed just making fishing nets so i was like you know what i'll just figure out how to make it on my own bought the stuff and it's slowly that's turned into about half the business now so it's weird to tell people i make fishing nets and chef knives, but that's really what my two sources of income And you forge the knives, yes. Yeah. Do you make the, like the fishing nets, do you make the handles and everything? Everything at all is just rough cut hardwood lumber. Gorgeous. I looked at, yeah. do you do the photos for this? I do everything. I mean, everything from the website to marketing to building everything, packaging, it's a lot. Well, I was, I have been very impressed <laughs> with you. your photography. I, I was like, wow. That. I'm running on like a 10 year old Canon T3. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do want to point out something. Um, I looked at your Instagram account, which I think you have over 18,000 followers. So there's a, yeah, a, there. a lot of people that follow your work. And I noticed that there was a movie that came out on June the 9th called Mending the Line. Correct. And um, that they use your fishing, fly fishing nets in this. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it just came out on the 9th. And um, the stories existed and it's been remade by a director, Josh Caldwell. And he is a good friend of mine. He's a very awesome person, just a great human being. 
And he called me up one day and he's like, hey, I have a project you might want to get in on. I'm going to be making a new movie. It's going to be based around fly fishing. And I start thinking about it and I'm like, there's only been a very, very small amount of movies made about fishing that were actually successful. A river runs through it is probably going to be the only one people can come up with Brad Pitt and everybody else in it. But so I was like, yeah, man, totally let's, let's work on it. So he's like, Hey, it's going to be based around veterans, PTSD healing. I'm like, awesome. That's what my business likes to support. I wasn't able to join the military for health reasons. So that's what I, I choose to do. A lot of my friends, my brother's a career Marine, they're military. So I'm like, awesome, man. How many do you need? So I, I sent him out, um, one of my personal ones, I think I sent him a total of four maybe, but one of them was the very first net that I ever made. And it's a hoopty. Like it's, it's ugly, <laughs> but I made it out of necessity. Like the reason why I went into this whole thing was I wanted to fly fish to decompress from work, stress, everything. I sold a hunt, sold a fish other than my girlfriend. Um, but that's, I like that just solo time in nature. I broke my fishing net, went home, had woodworking tools, basic. So I made one. That first net is carried by Brian Cox, which is one of the stars, or you want to call him co-star. And I believe that Brian played, well, he won an Emmy. Yeah, he yes. has been, I, I think his biggest show right now is Succession on HBO. I don't mm -hmm. have HBO right now, so I haven't watched it, but I've watched him in so many films over the years from The Zodiac, um, my, my favorite, he's the captain in Super Troopers, which is if you haven't watched Super Troopers, you need to watch it because it's hilarious. It's a classic. Um, um, didn't he play Cannibal Lecter or what was the? I'm trying to think. He, I read through his bio the other day to kind of refresh like what I've seen of his. And it's such a large portfolio of such right. different roles. I like true crime. So like Zodiac pops in my head. He was the news right. anchor, the TV anchor on that. But just an awesome actor. So I didn't know. Cause Josh was so busy and I just made my assumptions about what the movie was going to be or whatever. I was like, Oh, I'll wait until it's done. I didn't know who was in it. So Sinquoia walls is the uh, veteran, the younger veteran, Brian Cox is the older mentor veteran. Um, Patricia Heaton from everybody loves Raymond is in it. She played Raymond's wife, right? Yeah. Raymond's wife. She, uh, she's one of the counselors at the VA. Um, Perry Matfield, like she's got a Netflix series out now. I think it's called, I want to say the darkness. Mm -hmm. Um, Wes, I can't, for, I can never remember how you say his name. Wes study or Wes study. I mean, he was in last of the Mohicans dances, of the wolves. Like I saw dances with wolves when I was young and I got hooked on that movie. That's a so great movie. See, yeah. So to see these people <laughs> to me, I'm like, I don't need, I don't need the exposure to make me feel good. I just like, it's a little bit of a an accomplishment subtly under the radar. I don't think anybody would look at the nuts and be like, wow, I'm going to, disconnect mentally from the movie to figure out where that net came from. It's just cool to me to see my work in somebody's hand that I saw when I was, you know, right. 30 years ago kind of thing. So, well, I watched the trailer on the movie and it, it looks like an amazing it movie. Is. And it did, if you look at the reviews, incredible reviews. Well, initially, so. yeah, I got to preview it. Um, and I was blown away, but I'm biased, obviously, but I'm also very, I came from, a long history in firearms industry. I wasn't in the military, but I'm very critical about like gunfighting scenes. I'm like, that's not right. That gun's not right. That sort of thing. Uh -huh. He did a great job in the movie through and through. And just the message, I had people uh, send me messages yesterday. They're like, man, my husband was, you know, two, two tours in. It's very accurate to what the life is like coming back. The struggle is real and, and people can relate to it. So 
I haven't looked at what theaters are playing it around here. I don't know if it is in Vernal. I assume it is somewhere in Junction, but. I would think it's, I didn't look at the theaters either. It was initially just supposed to be a Sundance Film Festival thing. And then like two months ago, I got noticed that it was hitting theaters and I was so excited about it for sake of them putting such hard work into it. It's an amazing film. I stand behind it a hundred percent. So if anybody wants to take, um, I think it is rated R. It is rated R. Yeah, but it's more so for the violence, obviously war and I think some alcohol stuff, but there's no other sketchy stuff where you'd have to shelter your kids. You know, it's real life stuff, but it's nothing provocative per se. Well, you know, Rangeley's a military town. I've we, come to realize that. We respect and <laughs> yeah. honor our military, our, those that have served in the past, current, and the future, you know, and I don't see that changing. So this kind of film yeah. would be something I think that let me tell you would hit Rangeley I hard. think it would. So when I realized, well, I didn't make the first one, the last rodeo that was here in town, I love rodeos. Love oh, I do too. But like this was kind of the first community rodeo, whatever. And my girlfriend had just moved up here. So I'm like, hey, we're going. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like I don't care what you wear, wear a hat, boots, or wear flip-flops. I don't care, but we're going. So we went and I saw everybody that I've seen face-to-face around town, all the shop owners, all the people that are running to the gas station. And then I don't know where the college kids hide, but like I saw all the college people come out. Right. <laughs> but the coolest thing about it was the national anthem tied in with thanking our veterans. And right. I bumped, I bumped my girlfriend and I was like, this is America right here. Like it, any other event I've been to, I don't care how American it is. They don't stop to thank the veterans. Well, we do in Rangeley. It should be right along because it, it coincides. Like you don't get that flag. You don't get the pledge of allegiance if you don't fight for it constantly, as we know. <laughs> so, right. As we know. Yeah. That was kind of like, I got the tingles and I was nudging her. I'm like, yes. Perfect. <laughs> so, so that's kind of a big deal, yeah. and hopefully, it'll it'll bring you more business. I know you have a lot of high end customers. Yeah, um, I've got customers all over the range. Um, yeah, I mean, probably the cheapest thing. I'm well, I can't say the cheapest thing. The most inexpensive thing I make, maybe like nets or knives, start off at like I don't know three four hundred bucks. But yeah, it's all over the place. You get some people that don't care, and sometimes they you know they buy something as a once in a lifetime purchase and. That's, it's important to me too. Being a one man thing, it's easy to crash and burn if you start slipping on right. what your viewpoints are, what your standpoint, customer service, all that stuff. Like I can crash and burn at any time if somebody just starts slandering me. Um, so I put lifetime warranty on everything. If somebody goes out and, you know, they invested their hard earned money, you know, they worked for it, they paid me. And so if somebody does something to it, I'm like, send it back. Let's do it. You know, I don't want something out there. Right. You know, representing your company. Right. Exactly. So do you want to talk about some of the high-end people, high-end customers you have, people who have your (laughs) well-known people that have your equipment? Yeah. And I'll say it's a humble brag because, again, these are just cool interactions with people that I feel like if I didn't do what I do, I would never have had the opportunity. And I've had some awesome opportunities through previous jobs too, but um, I've made three nets. The first one that comes to mind is for Donald Trump Jr., Right. Super awesome guy. Very pro conservation, very pro outdoors. I happen to, uh, all political aside. And this came through uh, your Instagram account, I guess? Partially. I knew him professionally from my previous employment doing close personal protection security. He had then found me on Instagram and I would not expect him to put two and two together. So I sent him a message after he, you know, made a couple comments and I was like, Hey, by the way, 
Um, we've been at some of the same places, you know, with similar things going on and whatnot. And then I think it clicked and he's been a cool guy. You know, he'll message on Thanksgiving, say happy Thanksgiving or hope that's you great. great, you know, all that. He's just a down to earth guy, but yeah, he's a great one. Um, Brad Leone comes to mind cause I love cooking. He's a professional chef. He's, uh, he worked with Bon Appetit magazine and he's got his own YouTube series, which is the new television, but right. he's a crazy guy. He's fun to watch. He does a lot of, a lot of his own experimenting and whatnot, which is, I can appreciate that. Cause I do that with my work. Um, another one that comes to mind, Steve Ranella of meat eater and a lot of the meat eater crew that has either worked there in a since move on or is still there. Um, some people on their podcast team. Wow. Those are some high end people. Record label. Owners, right. Some country stars and whatnot. Just, just people that I guess would be intimidating to try to work with, but they're just down to earth people. So it's a lot of that stuff. Again, I'll send it as gifts if I've been following their work. So I'm excited that they approached me and just keep it simple. That sort of thing. Well, I'll have to tell you, I'm impressed that you're in Rangeley and that you're <laughs> <Thank> manufacturing you. <laughs> these things in Rangeley. Um, I'm excited well, I appreciate that. because, you know, a lot of, um, you see these things and you don't always think, well, I wonder where they're from. Yeah. I bet nobody would guess you're from Rangeley. No. And <laughs> or I, you laid, live in I laid low for a long time. I got a little bit introverted after DC. Like I just, the people, the traffic, the stress, I was like, I just want to be in the woods. Like I literally burned up all of my PTO at my last job for hunting season, fishing season was never really for vacations or anything. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Should have taken but a vacation. Yeah, that's when I when I looked at this place on the map, I was like, I do not really I mean again, I did my demographic research, but I was like, I do not ca care how far the grocery store is. Mm -hmm. Karen Reed uh was the middleman brokering for the house. And uh she's like, you know, or you, you kind of like she wasn't doubting, but she's like, Are you sure? Thinking like this is some guy in a suit and tie or something right. from DC. It gets harsh out here. Like, no, I'm already, I already have two or three freezers full. You <laughs> right. know? Like we're good. Don't worry about it. I thrive in that environment. So yeah, this is home now. I mean, even my, when my girlfriend moved here, she came, she grew up South of here, um, Durango Cortez area, but mm -hmm. she was in Glenwood Springs of all places when we met and I've lived in places similar, but it's not a similar mindset at all. Right. So it was a little culture shock, but when she met people, like literally she knows she probably knows 30 times the people in town that I do because she's a social butterfly and she loves everybody, <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> so now she's calling it home, you know, like we just love it here. Oh, that, that makes me feel so good yeah. that, that you're happy here. So friends in town, you made a lot of friends. Yeah. So it's funny. I, I'll just say, uh, I'll leave his last name out in case, you know, everybody wants to beat him. Well, up. if he lives in Rangeley, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Dusty Rose has been, an instrumental person. He was one of the first people I met here. And again, he's very in line with what I do. He's an outdoorsman. He loves taking photography. He's just a nice guy. And he introduced me to uh, Dylan at Big D's. Oh, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. I needed some, well, when I first moved here, supplies were super hard to get, especially steel. So forging knives, I was like, man, if I can't order the steel that I need, I need a backup. Like I need to find leaf springs. I have no clue where to start. Dusty calls up Dylan. Dylan's got a pile, like literally off a tractor trailer for me. He helped me uh, weld up a quench tank and had it delivered to my house. Just good people that they're like, no, we got you. We're not expecting anything in return. They want to do it because they want to have that community. And um, I met, I always forget how to, Humicero, Juan. 
he's been an awesome guy as far as uh when we were when we were in our first well my girlfriend's first hunting season last last fall she was frustrated because the only stuff we could find was on private land and like and juan was just such a positive person like checking in hey you guys got this you know you you'll do fine whatever and like he's helped me out with a bunch of stuff so we're always exchanging food and and just good people all around ryan hewitt's another a good one that i've been trying to uh hang out with a bit more lately i went to the larping event and he was catering it and right it not to be a blast i met more people from town that i that i would consider like you know same realm of things outdoors people just good people i met more people at that larping event than i have just being in town well you know i think everybody was curious about the larping i think that's what it was and uh then they went and i'm hearing the same thing over and over yeah. again that uh um that they had a great time and that yeah. while well, the LARPers are coming back, I think Labor, maybe Labor Day weekend, but some time for sure in September. Yeah, so. it's funny. I'm not going to lie. I went sarcastically to kind of figure out what it was, but I was skeptical. And this, I, he gave us his character name. I don't know, Valdemore or something, but he saw us sitting there with big eyes and he came over and he's like, you guys have any questions? And I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> yes. How long do you have? <laughs> he answered every question. It was so nice that like, I, I, I couldn't help but just thank him. I was like, I appreciate you like bringing in outsiders and explaining your world to us. You know, if I had somebody that was skeptical about hunting, fishing, whatever, you kind of go into it a little timid and maybe a chip on your shoulder of like, oh, great. We're going to argue by the end of this because we were two different worlds. All of those people were super nice. Yep, All they are. Yeah. Right. And, you know, what's interesting is that is Rangeley. Yeah. Just a town of nice people. Well, and then I leaned over the table because I was helping them take Venmo payments because not everybody had cash and whatnot. And I look on the front of Ryan's table and its proceeds are getting donated to the veterans flag. Right. We're doing uh, the Main Street yeah. program, which is called Tread here, is doing a program for veterans and it's hometown hero banners that will line the streets. So yeah. Ryan, this is the second year that he has donated his funds from that to yeah, that. I didn't even know that so. was, well, like I knew that there was community stuff like that, but I didn't, like, it's just everywhere. And I love it because it's in line with what I love. And like, what you believe. Exactly. And, yeah. Right. It's very welcoming. Well, you are a good fit for Rachel. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so. I think I would find out quick if I wasn't. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so you talked a little bit to me privately mm -hmm about um you did security private security in yes. the past so that's a job that you've had before yeah yeah i went for federal law enforcement and i didn't realize how competitive it was going to be in washington dc it was extremely competitive and i spent a lot of time going after uh certain agencies and i really had all my eggs in that basket and then when it didn't work out the the main one i I think it was 210,000 applicants for, I think it was like 12 positions and I made it down to the last three and then got dropped. And I was like, what did I just do with the last three years of my life? Right. So I started getting more back into firearms. I grew up hunting, you know, shooting all the, all sorts of stuff, but I started getting into firearms and I just started meeting a lot of law enforcement, a lot of security guys. And I ended up, I ended up popping around a bit in the in the firearms industry. I worked for the NRA headquarters in between, but I ended up doing uh, executive protection, which is close personal protection on a higher scale. And for anybody that's not familiar with the term executive protection, it's basically secret service, but for people that pay for it, either from their job or personally. Right. High-end suit and tie-in, you're attached to somebody 24-7 because they require it sort of thing. So 
I had two clients working for the same entity. I would split my days between the two families, whether, I mean, everything. You sit in their driveway, you walk their house, you go to the mall with them, you go to dinners with them sort of thing. So yeah, I did that for a while. And you can't mention who those were? No, I'm still under a non-disclosure agreement. Um, I don't know, for I think another two years. Um, but I can say that a lot of the people that either can personally afford 24 hour a day protection or the companies, they're not always appreciative. Like they, a lot of them will get contracts and they kind of look down at you as like uh, a servant, really. Right. Have you, they don't treat you very well. You're a chauffeur. We, we turn, jokingly use the term, the term goober. An Uber with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you just drive them everywhere and have a pistol on you kind of thing. But I, I'm very confident to say that the clients that I had are very in line with this community's values. And I respected them to the point that when it was time to leave, I had a really hard time disconnecting because I felt like I was abandoning them. Just really. They became family. Yeah. Really good people. Yeah. So it was hard for me to go back into that, knowing that I probably wouldn't get clients like that again. And I was finding more of my mental peace and my stress going down if I disconnected from all of that, I mean, literally daily chaos. Right. Did you have um, a specific way you had to dress or? Depending on what it was or what the circumstances, everything from black tie galas to fundraiser events. So you're, I mean, literally everything other than a tuxedo, um, political events where you have to dress in a suit, but you have to dress as certain colors, certain teams, certain pins. And then a lot of the times it like at one client's house, they hate suits. They want you to look like you're just part of the family walking on the property because the neighbors will see you and get all weirded out. Even though they know, you know, it just Even brings a, it brings this cloud over their area of great. Those people have to have them because there's going to be negative things coming to them kind of thing. So right. yeah, a lot of it's just, you're there, but don't ever want to be there kind of thing. So right. I think that kind of keyed into a lot of my, uh, newfound introvert personality, <laughs> which is why like I've been here a year and a half and I know like the names of five people. But your girlfriend knows everybody. She, yeah. Her name's Brittany. You'll, you'll probably know you'll meet a Brittany and you're going to be like, that's who I was talking about. That's his girlfriend. That's <laughs> yeah. Mike's girlfriend. Yeah. So, uh, were you here for the 4th of July last year? Well, my girlfriend was coming up from junction. I think we missed it. Like as we were coming through the flats after the pass, we could see it as we were driving, but I wasn't able to actually make it there. Oh, you don't want to miss that. We have the best fireworks. I'm not kidding. In the state of Colorado. I'm going to sound rude right now. Who's the guy that runs parks? And Tim Weber. Tim Weber. I met Tim Weber at LARPing and he's like, you want to set off some fireworks on 4th of July? And I'm like, heck yes, I do. And he'll let, <laughs> He's a good guy. You know, the thing with Tim is he came here, he, went and got his license to shoot these fireworks That's what he said. and he has done it every year and he tells he calls it total chaos yeah but that he does an amazing job the fireworks are shot in over kenny reservoir mm -hmm. in the canyon and you'll never see anything else like it yeah we have people that come here from new york california all over the country just to see these fireworks yeah when we were coming down 139 i thought i was like man we're gonna miss it we're gonna miss it and like even over what we would call town mountains or whatever, you know, the right. it's still big enough for you to see as you're coming into town, which was pretty cool. Yeah. So you have to make it this I year. Will. 
I will. That is a must. So <laughs> anything else you want to add? The floor is yours now. So you have your time. Nothing, nothing specific. I appreciate really everything about this town. I mean, it's very small. It's very, I know it's very limited as far as resources. Like I've seen stuff pop up. Like I'm, I follow all like the Rangeley bulletin board page or the art. Oh, there's page. tons of stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. So like I saw, I saw the one where it was basically like, Hey, if you wanted another resource in town, what would it be? And it was everything from like a grocery store to a bookstore to a foot massage place to a ice cream store. Yeah. Like everything. And it's just kind of, it's, it's funny in a way of small town stuff. Like that's how things start to happen. But it's also funny too, of how many people are on the same page and you don't realize and you join in. It's it, again, it's so easy to get involved in community. Right. Cause you don't have to sort through a bunch of nonsense. Like there's a couple places to look for information and you ask any, well, I talked to you about may or may not be looking into starting another food service here in town. And I messaged mm -hmm. you and I met messaged Ryan. And then within like an hour, I've got everybody's contacts that I need. Talk to this person. Here's their number. Easy beat. And then like I look at like business licenses and they're less than what I used to pay for lunch. <laughs> they're 50 bucks. Yeah. Yep. They're 50 yeah, bucks. So I love it. Uh, yeah. So there's a very, and I can't, I can't promise I'm going to do it, but there's a very cultural based char pit style from my hometown. So I've been eating it forever. I've been cooking it forever. It's not my idea. It's not my thing. It's just a cultural thing for my area. I think it would do really well here. Um, so we'll see. We'll, well see. I hope you do. We can always use more food well, choices. That's the thing. I was talking, I was talking to a couple people about it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the community would almost be more supportive of it than I want to do it because the resources coming in, like I saw when coach's corner started, you know, over the last several months or whatnot, and they have such great community support that it gives, gives a small business owner a lot of that confidence of no, I'm not alone. I can do this. Like, I'm not going to crash and burn because somebody said, oh, you didn't check that box. Right. That sort of thing. Nope. Yeah. So, well, thank you for coming, well, Michael. Appreciate it. You're a good human. You belong well, in Rangeley. I appreciate Rangeley. that. So, <laughs> and until next time, everybody, be a good human.